Section 34 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Stearns. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Section 34. Recipes. Chapter 15. Part 2. Italian Mutton Cutlets. 723. Ingredients. About 3 pounds of the neck of mutton, clarified butter, the yolk of one egg, 4 tablespoonfuls of breadcrumbs, 1 tablespoonful of minced savory herbs, 1 tablespoonful of minced parsley, 1 teaspoonful of minced shallot, 1 saltspoonful of finely chopped lemon peel, pepper, salt, and pounded mace to taste, flour, half pint of hot broth or water, 2 teaspoonsful of Harvey's sauce, 1 teaspoonful of soy, 2 teaspoonfuls of tarragon vinegar, 1 tablespoonful of port wine. Mode. Cut the mutton into nicely shaped cutlets, flatten them, and trim off some of the fat. Dip them in clarified butter, and then into the beaten yolk of an egg. Mix well together breadcrumbs, herbs, parsley, shallot, lemon peel, and seasoning in the above proportion, and cover the cutlets with these ingredients. Melt some butter in a frying pan, lay in the cutlets, and fry them a nice brown. Take them out and keep them hot before the fire. Dredge some flour into the pan, and if there is not sufficient butter, add a little more. Stir till it looks brown, then pour in the hot broth or water and the remaining ingredients. Give one boil and pour around the cutlets. If the gravy should not be thick enough, add a little more flour. Mushrooms, when obtainable, are a great improvement to this dish, and when not in season, mushroom powder may be substituted for them. Time. Ten minutes. Rather longer should the cutlets be very thick. Average cost? Two shillings, nine pence. Sufficient? For five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. The Downs. The well-known substance chalk, which the chemist regards as a nearly pure carbonate of lime, and the microscopist as an aggregation of inconceivably minute shells and corals, forms the subsoil of the hilly districts of the southeast of England. The chalk hills, known as the South Downs, start from the bold promontory of Beachy Head, traverse the country of Sussex from east to west, and pass through Hampshire into Surrey. The North Downs extend from Godalming, by Godstone, into Kent, and terminate in the line of cliffs which stretches from Dover to Ramsgate. The Downs are clothed with short verdant turf, but the layer of soil which rests upon the chalk is too thin to support trees and shrubs. The hills have rounded summits, and their smooth, undulated outlines are unbroken, save by the sepulchral monuments of the early inhabitants of the country. The combs and furrows, which ramify and extend into deep valleys, appear like dried-up channels of streams and rivulets. From time immemorial, immense flocks of sheep have been reared on these downs, 
the herbage of these hills is remarkably nutritious, and whilst the natural healthiness of the climate, consequent on the dryness of the air and the moderate elevation of the land, is eminently favourable to rearing a superior race of sheep, the arable lands in the immediate neighbourhood of the downs affords the means of a supply of other food, when the natural produce of the hills fails. The mutton of the South Down breed of sheep is highly valued for its delicate flavour, and the wool for its fineness. But the best specimens of this breed, when imported from England into the West Indies, become miserably lean in the course of a year or two, and their woolly fleece gives place to a covering of short, crisp, brownish hair. Broiled Kidneys A Breakfast or Supper Dish 724 Ingredients Sheep kidneys, pepper and salt to taste Mode Ascertain that the kidneys are fresh, and cut them open very evenly, lengthwise, down to the root. For should one half be thicker than the other, one would be underdone, whilst the other would be dried. But do not separate them. Skin them and pass a skewer under the white part of each half to keep them flat, and broil over a nice clear fire, placing the inside downwards. Turn them when done enough on one side, and cook them on the other. Remove the skewers, place the kidneys on a very hot dish, season with pepper and salt, and put a tiny piece of butter in the middle of each. Serve very hot and quickly, and send very hot plates to table. Time. Six to eight minutes. Average cost. One and a half pence each. Sufficient. Allow one for each person. Seasonable. At any time. Note. A prettier dish than the above may be made by serving the kidneys each on a piece of butter toast out in any fanciful shape. In this case, a little lemon juice will be found an improvement. Fried Kidneys 725. Ingredients. Kidneys, butter, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Cut the kidneys open without quite dividing them. Remove the skin and put a small piece of butter in the frying pan. When the butter is melted, lay in the kidneys the flat side downwards and fry them for seven or eight minutes, turning them when they are half done. Serve on a piece of dry toast, season with pepper and salt, and put a small piece of butter in each kidney. Pour the gravy from the pan over them, and serve very hot. Time. Seven or eight minutes. Average cost, one and a half pence each. Sufficient. Allow one kidney to each person. Seasonable at any time. Roast haunch of mutton. 726. Ingredients. Haunch of mutton. A little salt. Flour. Mode. Let this joint hang as long as possible without becoming tainted, and while hanging, dust flour over it, which keeps off the flies and prevents the air from getting to it. If not well hung, the joint, when it comes to table, will neither do credit to the butcher or the cook, as it will not be tender. Wash the outside well, lest it should have a bad flavor from keeping. Then flour it and put it down to a nice brisk fire, at some distance, so that it may gradually warm through. Keep continually basting, and about half an hour before it is served, draw it nearer to the fire to get nicely brown. Sprinkle a little fine salt over the meat, 
pour off the dripping, add a little boiling water, slightly salted, and strain this over the joint. Place a paper ruche on the bone, and send red currant jelly and gravy in a tureen to table with it. Time. About four hours. Average cost. Nine pence per pound. Sufficient for eight to ten persons. Seasonable. In best season from September to March. How to buy meat economically. If the housekeeper is not very particular as to the precise joints to cook for dinner, there is oftentimes an opportunity for her to save as much money in her purchases of meat as will pay for the bread to eat it with. It often occurs, for instance, that the butcher may have a superfluity of certain joints, and these he would be glad to get rid of at a reduction of sometimes as much as one pence or one and a half pence per pound, and thus in a joint of eight or nine pounds will be saved enough to buy two quartan loaves. It frequently happens with many butchers that, in consequence of a demand for legs and loins of mutton, they have only shoulders left, and these they will be glad to sell at a reduction. Roast Leg of Mutton Illustration Leg of Mutton 727 Ingredients Leg of mutton, a little salt Mode As mutton, when freshly killed, is never tender, hang it almost as long as it will keep, flour it, and put it in a cool, airy place for a few days, if the weather will permit. Wash off the flour, wipe it very dry, and cut off the shank bone. Put it down to a brisk, clear fire, dredge with flour, and keep continually basting the whole time it is cooking. About twenty minutes before serving, draw it near to the fire to get nicely brown. Sprinkle over it a little salt, dish the meat, pour off the dripping, add some boiling water, slightly salted, Strain it over the joint and serve. Time. A leg of mutton weighing ten pounds, about two and a quarter or two and a half hours. One of seven pounds, about two hours or rather less. Average cost, eight and a half pence per pound. Sufficient. A moderate-sized leg of mutton, sufficient for six or eight persons. Seasonable at any time, but not so good in June, July, and August. Roast loin of mutton. 728. Ingredients. Loin of mutton, a little salt. Mode. Cut and trim off the superfluous fat, and see that the butcher joins the meat properly, as thereby much annoyance is saved to the carver when it comes to table. Have ready a nice clear fire. It need not be a very wide, large one. Put down the meat, dredge with flour, and baste well until it is done. Make the gravy as for roast leg of mutton, and serve very hot. Time. A loin of mutton, weighing six pounds, one and a half hour, or rather longer. Average cost, eight and a half pence per pound. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Rolled loin of mutton. Very excellent. 729. Ingredients. About six pounds of a loin of mutton, half teaspoonful of pepper, one quarter teaspoonful of pounded allspice, one quarter teaspoonful of mace, one quarter teaspoonful of nutmeg, six cloves, forcemeat number 417, one glass of port wine, two tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup. Mode. Hang the mutton till tender, bone it, 
and sprinkle over it pepper, mace, cloves, allspice, and nutmeg in the above proportion, all of which must be pounded very fine. Let it remain for a day, then make a force meat by recipe number 417. Cover the meat with it, and roll and bind it up firmly. Half bake it in a slow oven. Let it grow cold, take off the fat, and put the gravy into a stewpan. Flour the meat, put it in the gravy, and stew it till perfectly tender. Now take out the meat, unbind it, add to the gravy, wine, and ketchup as above, give one boil, and pour over the meat. Serve with red currant jelly, and, if obtainable, a few mushrooms, stewed for a few minutes in the gravy, will be found a great improvement. Time, one and a half hour to bake the meat, one and a half hour to stew gently. Average cost, four shillings, nine pence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. Note, this joint will be found very nice if rolled and stuffed, as here directed, and plainly roasted. It should be well basted, and served with a good gravy and currant jelly. Boiled neck of mutton, 730. Ingredients. Four pounds of the middle, or best end, of the neck of mutton. A little salt. Mode. Trim off a portion of the fat. Should there be too much, and if it is to look particularly nice, the chine bone should be sawn down, the ribs stripped halfway down, and the ends of the bones chopped off. This is, however, not necessary. Put the meat into sufficient boiling water to cover it. When it boils, add a little salt and remove all the scum. Draw the saucepan to the side of the fire, and let the water get so cool that the finger may be borne in it. Then simmer very slowly and gently until the meat is done, which will be in about one and a half hour, or rather more, reckoning from the time that it begins to simmer. Serve with turnips and caper sauce, number 382, and pour a little of it over the meat. The turnips should be boiled with the mutton, and, when at hand, a few carrots will also be found an improvement. These, however, if very large and thick, must be cut into long, thinnish pieces, or they will not be sufficiently done by the time the mutton is ready. Garnish the dish with carrots and turnips placed alternately round the mutton. Time, four pounds of the neck of mutton, about one and a half hour. Average cost, eight and a half pence per pound. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Seasonable at any time. The Poets on Sheep the keeping of flocks seems to have been the first employment of mankind, and the most ancient sort of poetry was probably pastoral. The poem known as the Pastoral gives a picture of the life of the simple shepherds of the Golden Age, who are supposed to have beguiled their time in singing. In all pastorals, repeated allusions are made to the fleecy flocks, the milk-white lambs, and the tender ewes. Indeed, the sheep occupy a position in these poems inferior only to that of the shepherds who tend them. The nibbling sheep has ever been a favorite of the poets, and has supplied them with figures and similes without end. Shakespeare frequently compares men to sheep. When Gloucester rudely drives the lieutenant from the side of Henry the Sixth, the poor king thus touchingly speaks of his helplessness. So flies the reckless shepherd from the wolf. So first the harmless sheep doth yield his fleece, and next his throat unto the butcher's knife. 
In the two gentlemen of Verona, we meet with the following humorous comparison. Proteus. The sheep for fodder follow the shepherd. The shepherd for food follows not the sheep. Though for wages followest thy master. Thy master for wages follows not thee. Therefore thou art a sheep. Speed. Such another proof will make me cry. Bah! The descriptive poets give us some charming pictures of sheep. Every one is familiar with the sheep-shearing scene in Thompson's Seasons. Heavy and dripping to the breezy brow, slow move the harmless race, where, as they spread their dwelling treasures to the sunny ray, inly disturbed and wondering what this wild outrageous tumult means, their loud complaints the country fill, and tossed from rock to rock incessant bleedings run around the hills. What an exquisite idea of stillness is conveyed in the oft-quoted line from Gray's Elegy, and drowsy tinklings lull the distant fold. From Dyer's quaint poem of the fleece we could call a hundred passages relating to sheep, but we have already exceeded our space. We cannot, however, close this brief notice of the allusions that have been made to sheep by our poets without quoting a couple of verses from Robert Burns's Elegy on Poor Mally, his only pet yow. Through the town she trolled by him, a lang half mile she could descry him. With kindly bleat, when she did spy him, she ran with speed. A friend mare faithful ne'er came nigh him, then Mally died. I wot she was a sheep of sense, and could behave herself with mints. I'll say it, she never break a fence, though thievish greed, our bardie laney, keeps the spence, sin Mally's dead. Mutton collops, cold meat cookery. 731. Ingredients. A few slices of a cold leg or loin of mutton. Salt and pepper to taste. One blade of pounded mace. One small bunch of savory herbs minced very fine. Two or three shallots. Two or three ounces of butter. One dessert spoonsful of flour. Half pint of gravy. One tablespoonful of lemon juice. Mode. Cut some very thin slices from a leg or the chump end of a loin of mutton. Sprinkle them with pepper, salt, pounded mace, minced savory herbs, and minced shallot. Fry them in butter, stir in a dessert spoonsful of flour, add the gravy and lemon juice, simmer very gently about five or seven minutes, and serve immediately. Time. Five to seven minutes. Average cost, exclusive of the meat, sixpence. Seasonable at any time. Mutton cutlets with mashed potatoes. 732. Ingredients. About three pounds of the best end of the neck of mutton. Salt and pepper to taste. Mashed potatoes. Mode. Procure a well-hung neck of mutton. Saw off about three inches of the top of the bones and cut the cutlets of a moderate thickness. Shape them by chopping off the thick part of the chine bone. Beat them flat with a cutlet chopper, and scrape quite clean, a portion of the top of the bone. Boil them over a nice clear fire for about seven or eight minutes, and turn them frequently. Have ready some smoothly mashed white potatoes. Place these in the middle of the dish. When the cutlets are done, season with pepper and salt. Arrange them round the potatoes, with the thick end of the cutlets downwards, and serve very hot and quickly. 
Time, 7 or 8 minutes. Average cost for this quantity, 2 shillings, 4 pence. Sufficient for 5 or 6 persons. Seasonable at any time. Note, cutlets may be served in various ways, with peas, tomatoes, onions, sauce picante, etc. Mutton pie, cold meat cookery, 733. Ingredients. The remains of a cold leg, loin, or neck of mutton, pepper and salt to taste, two blades of pounded mace, one dessert spoonsful of chopped parsley, one teaspoonful of minced savory herbs, when liked, a little minced onion or shallot, three or four potatoes, one teacupful of gravy crust. Mode. Cold mutton may be made into very good pies if well seasoned and mixed with a few herbs. If the leg is used, cut it into very thin slices. If the loin or neck, into thin cutlets. Place some at the bottom of the dish. Season well with pepper, salt, mace, parsley, and herbs. Then put a layer of potatoes sliced, then more mutton, and so on till the dish is full. Add the gravy, cover with a crust, and bake for one hour. Time, one hour. Seasonable at any time. Note, the remains of an underdone leg of mutton may be converted into a very good family pudding by cutting the meat into slices and putting them into a basin lined with a suet crust. It should be seasoned well with pepper, salt, and minced shallot, covered with a crust, and boiled for about three hours. Mutton pie. 734. Ingredients. 2 pounds of the neck or loin of mutton, weighed after being boned, 2 kidneys, pepper and salt to taste, 2 teacupfuls of gravy or water, 2 tablespoonfuls of minced parsley, when liked a little minced onion or shallot, puff crust. Mode. Bone the mutton and cut the meat into steaks all of the same thickness and leave but very little fat. Cut up the kidneys and arrange these with the meat neatly in a pie dish. Sprinkle over them the minced parsley and a seasoning of pepper and salt. Pour in the gravy and cover with a tolerably good puff crust. Bake for one and a half hour, or rather longer, should the pie be very large, and let the oven be rather brisk. A well-made suet crust may be used instead of puff crust, and will be found exceedingly good. Time, one and a half hour, or rather longer. Average cost, two shillings. Sufficient for six or six persons. Seasonable at any time. Mutton pudding, 735. Ingredients. About two pounds of the chump end of the loin of mutton, weighed after being boned. Pepper and salt to taste. Suet crust made with milk. See pastry in the proportion of six ounces of suet to each pound of flour. A very small quantity of minced onion. This may be omitted when the flavor is not liked. Mode. Cut the meat into rather thin slices, and season them with pepper and salt. Line the pudding dish with crust, lay in the meat, and nearly, but do not quite, fill it up with water. When the flavor is liked, add a small quantity of minced onion. Cover with crust, and proceed in the same manner as directed in recipe number 605 
using the same kind of pudding dish as there mentioned. Time, about three hours. Average cost, one shilling, nine pence. Sufficient for six persons. Seasonable all the year, but more suitable in winter. Ragout of cold neck of mutton. Cold meat cookery. 736. Ingredients. The remains of a cold neck or loin of mutton, two ounces of butter, a little flour, two onions sliced, a quarter pint of water, two small carrots, two turnips, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Cut the mutton into small chops and trim off the greater portion of the fat. Put the butter into a stew pan, dredge in a little flour, add the sliced onions, and keep stirring till brown. Then put in the meat. When this is quite brown, add the water and the carrots and turnips, which should be cut into very thin slices. Season with pepper and salt, and stew till quite tender, which will be in about three quarters of an hour. When in season, green peas may be substituted for the carrots and turnips. They should be piled in the center of the dish, and the chops laid round. Time, three quarters of an hour. Average cost, exclusive of the meat, four pence. Seasonable with peas from June to August. Roast neck of mutton, 737. Ingredients. Neck of mutton, a little salt. Mode. For roasting, choose the middle or the best end of the neck of mutton, and if there is a very large proportion of fat, trim off some of it, and save it for making into suet puddings, which will be found exceedingly good. Let the bones be cut short, and see that it is properly jointed before it is laid down to the fire as they will be more easily separated when they come to table. Place the joint at a nice brisk fire, dredge it with flour, and keep continually basting until done. A few minutes before serving, draw it nearer to the fire to acquire a nice color, sprinkle over it a little salt, pour off the dripping, add a little boiling water, slightly salted, strain this over the meat, and serve. Red currant jelly may be sent to table with it. Time. Four pounds of the neck of mutton, rather more than one hour. Average cost, eight and a half pence per pound. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Woolen manufactures. The distinction between hair and wool is rather arbitrary than natural, consisting in the greater or less degrees of fineness, softness, and pliability of the fibers. When the fibers possess these properties, so far as to omit of their being spun and woven into a texture sufficiently pliable to be used as an article of dress, they are called wool. The sheep, llama, angora goat, and the goat of Tibet are the animals from which most of the wool used in manufactures is obtained. The finest of all wools is that from the goat of Tibet, of which the cashmere shawls are made. Of European wools, the finest is that yielded by the merino sheep, the Spanish and Saxon breeds taking the precedence. The merino sheep, as now naturalized in Australia, furnishes an excellent fleece, but all varieties of sheep wool, reared either in Europe or Australia, are inferior in softness of feel to that grown in India, and to that of the llama of the Andes. The best of our British wools are inferior in fineness to any of the above mentioned 
being nearly twelve times the thickness of the finest Spanish merino, but for the ordinary purposes of the manufacturer they are unrivaled. Roast Saddle of Mutton 738. Ingredients Saddle of mutton, a little salt. Mode To ensure this joint being tender, let it hang for ten days or a fortnight, if the weather permits. Cut off the tail and flaps, and trim away every part that has not indisputable pretensions to be eaten, and have the skin taken off and skewered on again. Put it down to a bright clear fire, and, when the joint has been cooking for an hour, remove the skin and dredge it with flour. It should not be placed too near the fire, as the fat should not be in the slightest degree burnt. Keep constantly basting, both before and after the skin is removed. Sprinkle some salt over the joint. Make a little gravy in the dripping pan. Pour it over the meat, which send to table with a tureen of made gravy and red currant jelly. Time. A saddle of mutton weighing ten pounds, two and a half hours, fourteen pounds, three and a quarter hours. When liked underdone, allow rather less time. Average cost, ten pence per pound. Sufficient? A moderate-sized saddle of ten pounds for seven or eight persons. Seasonable all the year. Not so good when lamb is in full season. Roast Shoulder of Mutton 739 Ingredients Shoulder of mutton, a little salt. Mode Put the joint down to a bright, clear fire. Flour it well and keep continually basting. About a quarter hour before serving, Draw it near the fire, that the outside may acquire a nice brown color, but not sufficiently near to blacken the fat. Sprinkle a little fine salt over the meat, empty the dripping pan of its contents, pour in a little boiling water, slightly salted, and strain this over the joint. Onion sauce, or stewed Spanish onions, are usually sent to table with this dish, and sometimes baked potatoes. Time. A shoulder of mutton weighing six or seven pounds, one and a half hour. Average cost, nine pence per pound. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. Note, shoulder of mutton may be dressed in a variety of ways. Boiled and served with onion sauce, boned and stuffed with a good veal forcemeat, or baked with sliced potatoes in the dripping pan. The Ettrick Shepherd James Hogg was perhaps the most remarkable man that ever wore the maud of a shepherd. Under the garb, aspect and bearing of a rude peasant, and rude enough he was in most of these things, even after no inconsiderable experience of society, the world soon discovered a true poet. He taught himself to write by copying the letters of a printed book as he lay watching his flock on the hillside, and believed that he had reached the utmost pitch of his ambition when he first found that his artless rhymes could touch the heart of the ewe-milker who partook the shelter of his mantle during the passing storm. If the shepherd of Professor Wilson's Nocturnes Ambrosianae may be taken as a true portrait of James Hogg, we must admit that, for quaintness of humour, the poet of Ettrick Forest had few rivals. Sir Walter Scott said that Hogg's thousand little touches of absurdity afforded him more entertainment than the best comedy that ever set the pit in a roar. Among the written productions of the shepherd poet 
is an account of his own experiences in sheep-tending called the shepherd's calendar this work contains a vast amount of useful information upon sheep their diseases habits and management the ettrick shepherd died in eighteen thirty five sheep's brains on matelot an entree seven hundred forty ingredients six sheep's brains vinegar salt a few slices of bacon one small onion two cloves a small bunch of parsley sufficient stock or weak broth to cover the brains one tablespoonful of lemon juice matelot sauce numbered five twelve mode detach the brains from the heads without breaking them and put them into a pan of warm water remove the skin and let them remain for two hours have ready a saucepan of boiling water add a little vinegar and salt and put in the brains when they are quite firm take them out and put them into very cold water place two or three slices of bacon in a stew pan put in the brains the onions stuck with two cloves the parsley and a good seasoning of pepper and salt cover with stock or weak broth and boil them gently for about twenty-five minutes have ready some croutons arrange these in the dish alternately with the brains and cover with a matelot sauce number five twelve to which has been added the above proportion of lemon juice time twenty-five minutes average cost one shilling sixpence sufficient for six persons seasonable at any time sheep's feet or trotters sawyer's recipe seven hundred forty one ingredients twelve feet a quarter pound of beef or mutton suet two onions one carrot two bay leaves two sprigs of thyme one ounce of salt a quarter ounce of pepper two tablespoonfuls of flour two and a half quarts of water a quarter pound of fresh butter one teaspoonful of salt one teaspoonful of flour three quarters teaspoonful of pepper a little grated nutmeg the juice of one lemon one gill of milk the yolks of two eggs mode have the feet cleaned and the long bone extracted from them put the suet into a stewpan with the onions and carrots sliced the bay leaves thyme salt and pepper and let these simmer for five minutes add two tablespoonfuls of flour and the water and keep stirring till it boils then put in the feet let these simmer for three hours or until perfectly tender and take them and lay them on a sieve mix together on a plate with the back of the spoon butter salt flour one teaspoonful pepper nutmeg and lemon juice as above and put the feet with a gill of milk into a stewpan when very hot add the butter etc and stir continually till melted now mix the yolks of two eggs with five tablespoonfuls of milk stir this to the other ingredients keep moving the pan over the fire continually for a minute or two but do not allow it to boil after the eggs are added serve in a very hot dish and garnish with croutons or sippets of toasted bread time three hours average cost one shilling sixpence sufficient for four persons seasonable at any time to dress a sheep's head seven hundred forty two ingredients one sheep's head sufficient water to cover it three carrots 
three turnips, two or three parsnips, three onions, a small bunch of parsley, one teaspoonful of pepper, three teaspoonfuls of salt, a quarter pound of scotch oatmeal. Mode. Clean the head well, and let it soak in warm water for two hours, to get rid of the blood. Put it into a saucepan, with sufficient cold water to cover it, and when it boils, add the vegetables, peeled and sliced, and the remaining ingredients, before adding the oatmeal. Mix it to a smooth batter, with a little of the liquor. Keep stirring till it boils up. Then shut the saucepan closely, and let it stew gently, for one and a half or two hours. It may be thickened with rice or barley, but oatmeal is preferable. Time, one and a half or two hours. Average cost, eight pence each. Sufficient for three persons. Seasonable at any time. Singed Sheep's Head The village of Duddingston, which stands within a mile of Edinburgh town, was formerly celebrated for this ancient and homely Scottish dish. In the summer months, many opulent citizens used to resort to this place to solace themselves over singed sheep's heads, boiled or baked. The sheep fed upon the neighboring hills were slaughtered at this village, and the carcasses were sent to town, but the heads were left to be consumed in the place. We are not aware whether the custom of eating sheep's heads at Dudsington is still kept up by the good folks of Edinburgh. Toad in the Hole Cold Meat Cookery 743. Ingredients 6 ounces of flour, 1 pint of milk, 3 eggs, butter, a few slices of cold mutton, pepper and salt to taste, 2 kidneys. Mode. Make a smooth batter of flour, milk and eggs in the above proportion. Butter a baking dish and pour in the batter. Into this place a few slices of cold mutton, previously well seasoned, and the kidneys, which should be cut into rather small pieces. Bake about one hour, or rather longer, and send it to table in the dish it was baked in. Oysters and mushrooms may be substituted for the kidneys, and will be found exceedingly good. Time, rather more than one hour. Average cost, exclusive of the cold meat, eight pence. Seasonable at any time. End of section 34. Recording by Jennifer Stearns in Concord, New Hampshire.